My name is Randy Vaughn. Uh, welcome to our FWC podcast. We are uh, launching podcast episodes this year, focusing on our staff and students and the wonderful stories that they have. And so today, my guest is Marsha Bordelon, who directs our theater program and many other wonderful things that our students get to be a part of uh, at all different divisions, uh, lower school, middle school, and upper school. So, uh, Marsha, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, Randy. Well, we're glad you're here and uh, want to just kind of give you a little bit of time to just tell people about who you are and kind of your story, a little bit about what you, how you got here. We do want to, as we've as in our podcast episodes, part of our vision at Fort Worth Christian is to raise up students, empowering them for a life of faith, service, and leadership for Christ. So that's kind of the way we frame these podcast episodes. We talk about faith, we talk about service and leadership. And so maybe part of your journey, I know, is is leaps of faith. And so maybe talk through the leap of faith, but also how God is in your, has helped you in your faith to get through some, some pretty challenging times. So why don't you walk us through a little bit about who, who you are? Absolutely. So one of my favorite stories to tell is a gigantic leap of faith that I had to take, and that leap of faith landed me right here at Fort Worth Christian. Um, I started here in 2016, and the journey that got me here um, was unexpected. It was an unexpected journey. So I'm going to go back just a little bit. Um, 2015, um, was a very dark year for me. Um, I experienced some personal loss, uh, unexpected personal loss. Uh, a 19-year marriage ended, um, and my father, who I'm very close to, suffered a massive stroke, uh, which was a huge blow for our entire family. And uh, I really, in that time, had to absolutely lean on my faith um, I'm one of the lucky ones that was able to come to faith early um, at the age of seven, accepted Jesus as my Savior. And so he's walked with me all this time, but there's definitely been times in my life I've seen his hand uh, much clearer and felt his presence much nearer. And 2015 was one of those times for sure. So I remember vividly in the spring of 2016, um, I spent some time alone at the school I was working at. It was my 11th year to serve as music and theater teacher at Trinity Episcopal School in Marshall, Texas. And I was looking back through some old costumes and some old props and just became really just overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. I was looking back over a past decade, really, of my life. And I just, I really just dropped to my knees and I said, Lord, thank you for this place um, when a lot of other things in my life that gave me security have been stripped away this is a place that I know that you've called me to and a place that I can be effective and feel loved and valued and just thank you for this school and for my people that I work with and for my students and just my heart was just moved towards gratitude and no sooner had I really said amen than I I heard this still small voice say, what if I ask you to let it all go? Now, I could tell you, <laughs> I could tell you that I accepted that with grace, but I would be lying. So for the next five or 10 minutes, I stomped around and kind of threw a hissy fit and pretty much told the Lord what I thought about that. <laughs> 
Like, you're really, did you not just hear what I said? Like, thank you for this, and now you want me to give it away? What, are you nuts? Uh, no, like, that's not, no, that's not how this works. I thank you, and then you continue to bless me. Whatever, I, you know. Uh, and then an image came into my mind. It's some image I've seen on the internet of this little girl who's just hugging this teddy bear that you tell, you can tell she just loves. And there's an image of Christ reaching his hand out to her as if to say, hand it to me. And you can tell that she doesn't want to, but what she doesn't see is behind his back, he has this huge teddy bear to replace her little scrawny one with. And uh, God, God knows how to speak to me in my own language, and he knows I'm a very visual person. And so I said, Lord, I'm not happy about this. But if you have something better, you have something bigger I'm, I'm all in you know I'm willing I'm not happy so change my heart about that but wherever you lead I, I'll go and three months later school ended and my brother um, who is from the Fort Worth area came to visit me and um, he said Marsha I think that you need to move to Fort Worth and I said, I think you're nuts. <laughs> he said, no, seriously, I think, I think you need a change of perspective. I think you need a new start. Um, I think you need to really pray about it and think about it. And I said, you're kind of crossing a line here. Like, you know, I have a home here. My kids are in school here. I don't want to uproot them. No. Plus, I don't even know if I can still drive in, in traffic because we lived in this tiny little town in East Texas. He said, I just want you to think about it. And he just kept badgering me about it. You know how big brothers can be. And finally, I said, you know what? Here's the thing. If I move to Fort Worth, I'm not going to find a job that I'm going to want to have. Because I don't want to work in public school because that would be way overwhelming because I've been in this little private Christian school for so long. And he said, well, look at some of the Christian schools. I said, okay, here's the deal. When fine arts teachers get a position at a private school, they stay there forever because it's such a wonderful place to be. I said, there's just not going to be the opportunity there. I mean, I was fighting him with everything. So, tell me, so did he live here? In he lived in North Richland Hills because our family moved to the area in the mid-80s, and he stayed while the rest of us, you know, moved on and went other places. You spent some time here when you were younger. I did. My teenage years were actually spent in the mid-cities. Yeah, pull me back here, but I, you know, my parents were in Marshall with me, and again, my kids were in school there, and I just, it just didn't seem like the right move to me, but he was belligerent about it, and so I said, okay, fine, you know what, I'm going to prove to you that no opportunity is out there. <laughs> famous, famous last words. Uh, right, so I open up my laptop, and I type in, uh, private Christian schools in Fort Worth, Texas. And Fort Worth Christian pops up first. Now, I haven't experimented with it since then. I'm sure it probably would because we are the best private Christian school around, right? So, but that one popped up first and right underneath it was a tab for job opportunities, which is strange because a lot of times you kind of have to go hunting for that, right? So, I was tentative about pushing that button, but I did it anyway, and um, it popped up, and at the time, there were two positions open. One was for a volleyball coach, which for those of you who know me, that's laughable to think that I would consider that position, um, and the other 
just happened to be a position open for elementary music and upper school theater. And I slammed my laptop shut. <laughs> and uh, with tears streaming down my face, I, I will never forget, I looked up and I looked across the room at my dad and he said, looks to me you're going to probably have to check that out. So within a week, I had driven to Fort Worth. I met with Mary Lou Christ, uh, the fine arts director, who is one of the most amazing people on planet Earth. She, she was so welcoming and so kind. I toured the facility when I walked into the PAC. I almost passed out because we have such a beautiful facility. I was like, you mean I get to work here and we get to put shows on on this stage? I just was... It was above and beyond what I could have hoped or imagined. But isn't that how God is? So within a week, uh, I had signed a contract and put my house up for sale and started packing. And that's how we got here. So huge leap of faith. But I tell you, I still walk around this campus and pinch myself. Mm -hmm. And, And I know that I know that I know that I'm called to be at this school because God made it. Pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty obvious this is where I was supposed to be. Well, that's an incredible story of faith. And that's kind of things that we want people to hear uh, about our staff. Because uh, I think a lot of people, they might tour the campus or even students who might listen to this might just assume that, you know, adults, we just walk in, we get jobs wherever we want. And it's just a kind of a, a regular thing that happens. But hearing the faith journey and the the leap of faith and then but also kind of I mean it's your faith is it was, it was foundational you you wouldn't have had the even the thought of talking to God and, and using the word you know talking to him about gratitude and having that conversation with him to even hear that so that's that's right. incredible well and the thing is for me this isn't a job it's a vocation it's a calling for me in my life and I feel very honored and very blessed because I know there's a lot of people that have jobs that they don't love but I absolutely love being here and and just pouring into the lives of these students what a blessing so we're sitting here what do you call this I would I would call it your office but I think this is probably more than just we're so if you if you're listening you can't see what we're surrounded by costumes and (laughs) artwork from previous shows so what do you call this well, this we're sacred all space. A lot here. of different things. It's it's technically called the green room, although the walls are black and the floor is blue. But whatever. Um, and because the kids call me Miss B, because apparently Bordelon is too hard to say, um, we've started calling it the hive because I am the queen bee, and this is where all the activity takes place. So, well, sitting here in the hive, uh, you. Uh, so how many years, this is what? Starting year five. Five. Mm-hmm. So you have worked with numbers of students. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm imagining all the different costumes that they've worn. And we see, you know, when we, when we think about theater particularly, we think about all the stuff we see. We see the shows and we see all the costumes and the set designs and things like that. But as we move kind of through our categories of faith, service, and leadership, one of the things that I know about you is your emphasis, your your encouragement of service that you, your students are, they're servant leaders. The, the things that are 
And a lot of that's going on behind the scenes. So the things that we don't see sitting in the audience at uh, even that last spring watching Narnia and getting to sit in the audience and really marveling at that show, but just thinking through all that went on for the months ahead of time and then all the hours that went into it. Talk to us about servant leadership. What do you see in your, in your students? So my philosophy for teaching theater has kind of developed over the last four years as I've taught theater uh, to, to upper school especially, um, is that it's not about us. Um, I just, we don't tolerate that diva mentality. <laughs> It's it's all about it's all about teamwork and really above and beyond that. What I try to teach my students is it's about telling a good story. That's the bottom line for us, and um, we reflect Christ as we tell that story because he was he. I mean that that was kind of his go-to um, when people ask him a question. He didn't give them a direct answer. He's like, well, have you heard the one about? <laughs> And then he goes into a parable that that touches people where they are and touches their heart and touches their soul. So as as my kids are coming in to tell a story together, it's so important that they work as a team to tell that story well, from the costumes to the sound to the sets to every brushstroke that paints something. We're all part of telling a story. And what's really been amazing to me is that these kids don't get a credit for being a part of this. A lot of them don't even get, a lot of them don't get seen. Like you said, so much of it is behind the scenes. And Randy, I've just been blown away by how much time, how much manpower, man hours. And in fact, I kind of want to try to keep track of it because it would, I think it would blow people's minds to know how much these kids are giving to a project that's bigger than themselves. And I really think that that's at the heart of service is is looking outside yourself to something that's good and beautiful and something worthy to invest time in. And um, these kids have found community here. We call it kind of the community within the community. Um, and they're learning lots of lessons of how to communicate with each other and how to solve conflict and, and how to serve each other well and not looking out for their own interests but looking out for the interests of others. So it's really been amazing to see. And sometimes I just kind of step back and, and let it go and just and watch what they do. And I just, we've got a phenomenal group of kids. That's what we have. Just allowing, like you said, just to let it go and watch what the Spirit of God does with students who are given that freedom to explore creativity, but also to explore servanthood and to serve. And uh, I remember thinking, I remember last, it had to be, I guess, in January and February when we'd come up for basketball games, uh, just kind of not too far away from where we're sitting here, but coming up there and, and speaking in those games that go into nine, 10 o'clock at night. And sure enough, there's cars parked <laughs> right over by the performing arts yeah, center. We're up you, know here. Who, you know, who's up there burning the midnight on, oil, working on Narnia. Yes, so. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Great. So, so talk to, when you think about leadership, I mean, servant leadership is what we're all about. I mean, that's, that is a part of it. Um, when you think about some of your students, some of in the last few years who have moved on, from this place, some of them may have gone into a university setting where they've done 
theater or music arts or something like that. Uh, but can you talk to us a little bit about what, what kind of things, when you think about leadership development, um, that when you're thinking about a parent who's saying, man, I'd, I'd love for them to be a part of a program like this, because it is it is this little journey of a few years here at Fort Worth Christian is so developmental, but it's also preparing them for what's ahead. Right. So one of the things that I've noticed is my kiddos learn how to problem solve <laughs> a lot. Um, again, because sometimes I step back and sometimes the things that they're trying work and sometimes they don't work. I, I love this story of our former head of school, Mr. Cheeseman. Um, Mr. Cheeseman was part of our cast for Narnia last year, which you know, the Lord led me to ask him to be a part because, first of all, it was his favorite story. And second of all, I just thought he would be perfect for the part of the professor. I mean, it was, he was made for it. He even had the costume already ready, bow tie, bow tie and everything. Um, but one day he was on kind of in the wings with me as we were watching some kids kind of struggle through a set change or something like that. And he kind of stepped up to me and in a whispered voice says, you know, if they did such and such and such and such that would probably work. You know, he was helping me problem solve. And I just, I had to kind of just smile and, and nod. And I said, I know that. And you know that. But what are they going to learn if we tell them that? They need to figure it out. And so this is a safe space for them to make mistakes. Because they need to make mistakes, figure out how to solve them, and have the support that it's okay. And plan A, B, and C sometimes they're better than plan a and that's and that's okay um one of the things i'm starting this year which has kind of already been in place but like i'm I'm putting a name on it and giving structure to it is that um we're kind of treating the theater company like a business so i am the executive director so the buck stops with me but we have four elected students student elected students so the the other students chose them as their leaders and they are then going to be directors that oversee managers underneath them so that everybody has a part to play and a part that they're responsible for even if they never say a word on the stage you know we're going to have a kid in charge of marketing we're going to have a kid in charge of the light design we're going to have kids in charge of construction. We're gonna have kids in charge of recruiting other students because what my leader, my four, four uh, seniors who are in the leadership position said is we want this to be sustainable after we leave. So there's like this cool mentorship thing happening. It's amazing I, it, because it's, it's, um, it's just kind of happening on its own, and uh, but I'm I'm allowing them the freedom to take responsibility, which sometimes as adults is terrifying, and really for me it's it's a little bit scary because the end result will be seen on the stage, but the more um, the more responsibility I give them, the bigger their buy-in is. You know, they they are then like seriously committed to making this good because it is a student project and um and so as they leave fort worth christian they may not go to broadway and you know what that's okay (laughs) 
I don't, I I think Broadway's closed right now. (laughs) But like, and that's what I tell them. Like, I'm not trying to create the next generation of actors and actresses. I'm trying to make you well-rounded people who know how to tell a story well, know how to work with people well, know how to problem solve, can get on a stage and speak in front of people, which a lot of adults can't do. So I think the lessons that they're learning being a part of the Cardinal Company, which is what we call our theater group, are definitely things I can take with them uh, into the business world, into the education world. I mean, wherever they decide to go, um, these are strengths that that will be useful. We always talk about um, confidence, something we see a lot in our kids Mm -hmm. at a smaller school. Because of the opportunities you're they're able to have they grow in confidence but and you mentioned several things i mean confidence is more than just being sure of yourself to be able to stand up on stage and deliver lines it is also having the experience of failure and bouncing back Mm -hmm. and learning and then going on and not being devastated and been or being paralyzed Mm -hmm. and we're sitting here uh six feet apart or more because we're in a in a moment in time where if if there is a skill that's needed more than any, it's innovation, being able to problem solve, and being able to look at a what would seem like an impossible situation and say, what are we going to do? How are we going to use? How are we going to do it now? How are we going to innovate? Well, I told the kids because they were so worried that we weren't going to be able to do theater this year, and I said, look, the show must go on. I don't know how exactly, but we're going to figure it out together, and we're smart enough we can figure out a way to make this work. So I'm actually really excited to see what God's going to do this year because we're all kind of in this weird place together, but God is still at work. And, uh, and I think it's important that, especially that the students see the adults in their lives really leaning in to him more during this time because that's, that's what we have to learn to do is really, especially in times of crisis, to just hold on to hope. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. You've spoken into exactly what I thought about when we when we sat down is to talk about faith, service, and leadership. And you've you've laid that out so well. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate it. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there ever.